0: thing to say, I guess, is that this is the High Holy Day for Father Charlie. It's the day with the extra hour of sleep. <laughs> but what that really is about is the days are getting shorter. The leaves are being stripped off the trees. It's getting colder. And every November, the church invites us to think about the things that really matter, the things that last, We've had a number of parishioners who have lost a loved one this last week, and November is our month for remembering those who have gone before us in faith. We've already celebrated the Feast of All Saints and the Feast of All Souls. We'll have a special Mass next week for deceased Paulists. And our readings this month also really talk about what matters. We have skipped over... Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. We heard that back in March. So we are now going to be hearing this month readings from the last week of Jesus' life before his passion and death. The teachings that he offered right before he died. And today's reading actually refers a lot to what is called the Shema of the book of Deuteronomy. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. Get ready to learn some Hebrew today. I'd like to teach you a word of Hebrew. The word is Kadima. Kadima has two meanings which at first sound like they're opposites, but they're not. The one is to go forward, the other is to remember. It's a very Jewish concept to live the concept of Kadima. It's a kind of remembering your past to define your present that pushes you forward into the future. It's at the concept, the heart of the Passover. It's also very much tied up with what we do when we gather for Eucharist. So to make sure that you remember this word, and because some people have complained that I've been reading from behind the pulpit the last few months, we have a song that we're going to learn to remember this word, Kadima. You just repeat after me. There's three words in this song actually. Okay, kadima, which we all know, look forward, look back. Israel, which means Israel. And hey, which
1: means hey. <laughs> kadima, 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 kadima Israel, kadima Israel, hey. Hey, Kadima, Israel! Hey, hey, Kadima, Israel! Kadima! 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 Kadima, Israel! Kadima, Israel! Hey, hey, Kadima, Israel! Hey, hey, Kadima, Israel! Hey, hey, Kadima Israel. I think you got it, but let's make
0: sure. We're gonna do it a few more times. I told you I was going to give you something to do. Here you are. Not just safe in the back. Okay,
1: simple beat. Instruments. Kadima. Kadima. Kadima Israel. Hey, hey, Kadima Israel. Kadima. 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 Kadima Israel. kadima Israel. Hey, hey, Kadima Israel. Hey, hey Kadima Israel. Okay, now we're going to do it up to tempo. One, two, three, four. Kadima. Kadima. Kadima Israel. Hey, hey, Kadima Israel. Kedima, Kedima, Kedima Israel eh eh la 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 nice job.
0: By the way, I learned that from a Mormon choir director. Kadima is central to understanding the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is the last of the five books of the Torah, and it tells us that After the Israelites had wandered in the desert for 40 years, right as they were about to enter the Promised Land, Moses gathered them up together and gave a long speech. And part of that speech was what's called the Shema. This, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. Now, this makes a lot of sense, that Moses would, at the end of his life, sort of give a recap and say to the people, sort of encapsulate everything again, Deuteronomy means second law. Okay? And he's saying to them, remember, you were a disparate group of people with no sense of identity, and this God gathered you up and said, I am going to make a great nation out of you. So as we go into this land, remember that. But the interesting thing is, the book of Deuteronomy wasn't written until about 500 years after that event. We believe that Moses would, the people would have entered the promised land around the year 1200 BC. Deuteronomy is tied up with the reform of King Josiah in the year 622 BC. And it's a very different time. And so this is the concept of Kadima. Going back, remembering what we were to inform our present, to make a difference in the future. At this time, everybody understood themselves as being part of this nation of Israel. It had existed for a couple hundred years, and they were in bad shape. I mean, the country was coming apart. And Josiah was trying to say, we need to be faithful to our God. We need to look to him to be our rock, our safety, our security. And he really, a lot of his reforms had to deal with reforming the religion about a central understanding and worship at the temple in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is in a region called Judah. And this is where we get the idea of Judaism. Judaism, And we call people who were of the people of Israel Jew, Jewish. It's from this idea. And so we come back to the Shema. It's not about politics. It's about faith. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is your God alone. Well, Judaism continues to evolve. And by the time of first century Palestine, we have a different sense of who God is. Back in the time of Josiah and even before that with Moses... The idea was there were many gods. Yahweh was just the great God, the God who took care of Israel. But now there is an understanding of strict monotheism. Yahweh is the only God, the God who cares for us. And at this point, the Shema, that reading, that part of Deuteronomy, is so important that all Jews are required to recite it several times a day but we're not done with Kadima yet. Jesus, like many rabbis at the time, was asked, you know, the Torah is a lot to understand and it's a lot to remember. Can you summarize it for us in a few words? Or what's the most important part? And many rabbis would answer with the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is your God alone. There were other rabbis at the time, including a guy named Hillel, might have heard of him, Rabbi Hillel, who said, it's to love your neighbor as yourself. And for those of you keeping score at home, that's Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. I looked it up. Um, But what Jesus did, the only innovation in what he said was connecting the two. Uh, If you listen to this gospel, this is not Jesus having a showdown with the Pharisees kind of reading. Everybody's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Jesus. But there's something, he links this idea of love of God and love of neighbor. Something to challenge us, to meditate upon. Are those the same love or is one an echo of the other? But it was new to connect those two that way. But Kadima continues, now 3,200 years after Moses spoke to the people. We live in a world that has a very different understanding of what it means to be a member of society. Back in Jesus' time, there wouldn't have been so much a thought of being an individual as belonging to a group. But now we see us each having our individual role to play. And we know a lot more about psychology. And when we hear, love God, love your neighbor as yourself, we hear that as three things. Love of God, love of neighbor and love of self. And so if you're struggling to love God, of course you say, oh, I need to pray on that. And if you're struggling to love your neighbor, you pray on that. But I would argue that we all need to also, in those moments, pray to love ourselves. You should have seen all the heads go up and down at the 9 o'clock Mass when I said that. And so let's take a moment to pray with that. That it's very hard to believe that we are loved by God if we don't believe we're lovable. And it's hard to love our neighbors as ourselves if we don't love ourselves. So let us pray. <coughs> Loving God, we have been told time and time again that you love us as we are. You love us unconditionally. You love us as we are, not as we should be, not for what we do, but it's so hard to believe that sometimes. So please, Lord, help us to continue to grow in understanding Your love for us, so that we can love our neighbor and love You as we desire to. Kadima, Pleasant John the Twenty-Third Parish, Kadima. For the God who released. The Israelites, from their captivity in Egypt, is the God who can release us from the captivities that hold us back from loving ourselves, loving our neighbor, and loving God. And when we understand how much God loves us, then we will not be far from the kingdom of God.